Hello and welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. I am your host Samira Ali and you are in the right place for inspirational stories that have A to Z of passion, determination and grit. Welcome. Assalamu alaikum, welcome to the Somali Professional Podcast. This is your host Samira Ali and this week I am really excited to be here with a new guest of ours. We're here today with Mohammed and Mohammed has an amazing story. Um, he started his career from the UK and now he is based in Qatar. And uh, I'm gonna pass on the mic without telling you too much because I want Mohammed to introduce himself. Welcome Mohammed. Hello, hi, thank you very much uh, for having me. Like I said early on, I'm, uh, I'm a long time listener, you know, so thank you very much for having me here. Please tell us about yourself. What is it that you actually do? Uh, okay, so I'm, uh, I'm a software engineer uh, in, in essence, uh, even though nowadays I don't do that much engineering, I'm more into management, but uh, uh, in core I'm a software engineer, comic books nerds, very simple guy. Uh, you know, I'm your classic uh, uh, nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, comp- I, I studied uh, software engineering in India back in 97, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to London, did another software engineering degree there, and I lived in London uh, since then. Uh, I worked at different industries. So, uh, you know, with software engineering, we're like mercenaries, right? We could work in every yes. domain. We could work for e-commerce, banking. It doesn't matter, like software is software. So I started my work, I, I worked at Expedia.com, I consulted uh, to a couple of digital agencies, built some exciting platforms. Uh, back in the day, Sky News and Sky TV, when they first uh, started up, we did all their platforms. Uh, we worked on Epson.com. Uh, after that, I moved to the Square Mile, sold my soul to investment banking in the Square Mile, where I looked mm-hmm. after their digital platform. <laughs> it was it, it, it was it's crazy over there by the way the bankers is exactly what you think of them exactly what you see on tv or whatever image you have of them is is, is true absolutely it's true it's like uh, it's, it's 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 different but you know in essence like like for example if you look at expedia.com like they say at, at some point uh, every three people that book holiday or hotel uh, one of them uses Expedia.com and we're talking about worldwide. So it's ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous traffic. Like our the Expedia.com website used to get millions of traffics in, in, in an hour. So a minute a minute uh, problem on the website used to cost them millions. And the same thing with the with the banking platform, like uh-huh. with the traders and everything. If if their platform goes down for a minute, it costs them money. So it's it always comes down to, you know, time and money in, in every industry, right? Exactly. exactly time, time and, and money, money is so true <laughs> uh, exactly and, and and talking about expedia like oh my goodness it's like i remember i used that website so many times and then i moved on and i was like okay then i'm going to booking.com now <laughs> <laughs> well, well expedia well it's, it's one of the best places i worked at like the culture there was amazing <clears throat> even though That's like nice. Yeah, yeah. If, even though it wasn't fully like, um, I don't know, I don't know how, I don't want to, I don't want to slander, but there weren't that many people of, uh, you know, of, 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 you know, African background or, or, you know, there was very few African black people or Muslims. However, I don't think it was 
their fault. Like, I don't think they were like purposely not hiring them. I just think back in those days... It wasn't uh, diverse, yes. I mean, we still have a lot of problem here with diversity. I mean, in the UK, um, we're getting better, but there's still a long way to go. I think it's... A, mm. Yeah. It, well, in the last five, six years, I moved to the Middle East. Uh, I, yeah, I moved back to the, I moved to the Middle East. I love it over here. You know, I spent two years at Dubai, uh, again continuing with the banking platforms, uh, trying to uh, you know establish a startup with, uh, with some of my friends. With it didn't really work out, but we built like banking platforms. We managed Mastercard, the digital platform, uh, and now I live in Doha. I moved to Doha for the last three years. I work uh-huh. I work in a research hospital, so all about COVID and vaccination and genomics. <laughs> I look Amazing. after I look after a team that builds uh, genomics applications. So the stuff that helps the scientists uh, to interpret it, the data that comes out of their uh, uh, sequencing. So we bridge the gap between biology and computers, basically. <laughs> Yes, yes, no, that's fantastic. That's, that's what did you, you study at university, university and how did you choose the course? Well, yeah, so I choosing the course was was actually uh, inevitable for me. Like I remember from a young age at, at uh, you know, at school, uh, you know, I was I was fascinated with computers and, and software engineering in, in general. So that wasn't like a choice for me. Like from a young age, I knew I have to be something to do with computers. Right. And uh, I, I that's why, like, automatically I went to computers. I was never I was never good at biology. I was never good at, uh, you know, <laughs> any uh, literature or any of that stuff. I was purely, you know, a computer geek. And that's pretty much I had like a honed on vision. I had I had to get into computer science and I have to make it to build, uh, you know, computer software, regardless if it's websites or, or offline software, but it was it was mainly that. And I studied, um, uh, I, I did my bachelor in computer science in India, in like I said, uh-huh. back in 97. And then after I came back to London, I did another degree in computer science in 2003, I think, four. When you came back and you did your degree in the UK, you were like whiz, weren't you? <laughs> well, well, no, actually, I, I, th- I thought I would be, but it was, you know, in India they teach you like uh, they teach you the actual, they teach you like uh, hands-on programming. You get to do every like every module had a programming factor in it. But when it comes, but in the UK it's different. Like you might get one or two modules that were pure programming, but then you learn all the other stuff that surrounds the programming. So like architecture and you know some skills some uh, some user interface you learn all the supplementary stuff that will help you be a, a you know a, a programmer be a better programmer so so there was there was overlap certainly but uh, they, they all had their own quality exactly so basically both degrees complemented each other so after you did the one in india and you came back to the uk and you did the other one it literally either way it helped you right yes absolutely helped me 100 percent. i think education is something that uh, and and by the way I'm, I'm doing my master's now education is something that i'm, I'm wholeheartedly after and, and that's something i think everybody should aim at you know education 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 wherever you can it doesn't have to be uh, you know a pure academic or degree or school but anything that you could do to benefit yourself to learn something even if you pick up a course online or whatever you yes. could do to 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 better your knowledge you know this exactly. uh, you should do it 100 <laughs> percent 
<laughs> no, I agree. It's like uh, we should never stop. We, we should never stop learning. I think the day you stop learning, that's just literally you, you're doing an injustice to yourself because as humans being we should continuously learning and like you said like how you said it doesn't have to mean a degree or a master's or an mba online courses a book something that you watch on youtube netflix you know yeah. there's just well so not many netflix resources. but yeah <laughs> no but they have good documentaries on netflix <laughs> no i'm joking with you yes absolutely they have they have lovely documentaries i the documentaries I'm, I'm... are amazing <laughs> They, they do, they Obviously. do. I, I, I'm actually watching a documentary on Netflix now. They're talking about the spy gates and how the spies used to do it back in the days. Really nice documentary, Isn't... by the way. Now everything, everybody knows we're nerds completely. It's, it's, it's such a paradigm shift from back in the days where, you know, nerds and geeks were looked, up, were looked down upon now. Now everybody's a nerd. Like literally everybody wants to do an online startup. Everybody wants to do an app. Everybody's yes. a nerd. Like, subhanAllah. Exactly. <laughs> everybody wants to be a nerd. <laughs> Well, they used to say back in the days, they used to say uh, there was this famous quote. I don't know who said it, but they said, nerds might not rule the earth, but eventually they will inherit it. So, <laughs> And it, it is happening, absolutely. And I'm really glad it is because, you know what? It's like for a long time, I feel like nerds were the underdogs, you know? Um, and, and I'm speaking as a nerd myself because I remember even though I didn't get into was it called to computer science I didn't do computer science or anything with computing I did my um, my first degree that I did was actually in biomedical sciences before I yes before I actually uh, decided that it wasn't for me and I moved on to law and stuff and I absolutely loved I was that nerd in the science class in the science lessons that I was like you know knew every answer <laughs> a star student but it was really hard. I think, um, I don't know, maybe like I'm coming from like a, a girl perspective, but for girls, it was really hard to be a nerd because a lot of the times people wanted you to actually be like the fun girl or to be like, you know, the uh, the, the popular girl. So then you just, so, and, and, and it was one of those things where like, the way that the um sorry the society made it back then as well is that science should be for boys and girls should do something i don't know soft skill like a nurse or a teacher That's just, or like, yeah you know. it's terrible right it's it's uh but alhamdulillah all that is changing you know i mean even even like even today like i have i have i have a little my, my daughter she's 80 years old and 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 she 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 like I taught her programming. She knows she knows her way around. You know to do like very simple stuff. You know I got her a Raspberry Pi. We built like a remote controlled car together from scratch. So so you know it's it's up it's up to the parents right to to break that to break the barrier and bridge the gap. You know and and you know be able to you know you be able to build their confidence so high that nobody will be able to break it right exactly no honestly you nailed it in the head if you build your child's confidence up at the end of the day they'll they'll learn to say actually you know what i like it i don't care like my five-year-old um I, yeah we do the same thing we're like literally i'm not building um, i'm not as advanced as you i'm not building pi or like you know any computer program but what we do is exactly so what we do is we build a lot of lego models and magnetiles and uh, we do like basically like uh, we go outside and we basically play like um we make models of rockets space rockets and we try to launch them and stuff like that but that's just like for a laugh i mean i, I just use like simple ingredients made just to see like like you know to see if it will fly or whatever but it's just quite like it's just quite fun experiments because that's what i used to like as a kid and i'm glad that she actually enjoys it now and and and, and it got to the point where i remember, I remember one 
she came to me and she goes to me, mommy, I don't like, what did she say to me? She goes to me, mommy, I don't like, um, uh, what's it called? Space anymore. Space is for boys or something. And I thought, uh, and literally this happened when she started school. And I remember thinking, who said that to you? Who told you? And she goes to me, yes. She goes, a boy told me astronauts are boys. And I said to her, that is not true. Anybody can see. And, and we bought a book with Mae Jameson and all these other female astronauts. I said to her, space is for everybody anybody can be a scientist space you can do what you want to do and then and obviously we, we had that conversation and she was like actually okay so the next time the same boy said this to her i told her say to him your opinion does not define me absolutely 100 percent. and you should tell her as well like it was women that built most of the code that wrote most of the code that sent the first rocket to the moon you know yes for the hidden figure i, I watched that film that was amazing which film wasn't it Hidden Figures, the one uh, with the... It was, wasn't it based on the ladies who wrote the code um, for the film Hidden Figures? I don't... Know. Okay, sorry, I'm a little bit behind. Uh, don't worry, I'll send you the link after this. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I'm with you. It's the same, we're saying the same thing, but I'm talking in terms of the film. But yeah, so uh, exactly. So I literally went through all these stuff. But like you said, it's amazing. That's how we have to continue empowering our children and the young generation to say, actually, you, know, you can. I'll tell you something funny. Like my daughter now... She tells me she wants to be an artist, so... <laughs> That's amazing! That's creative, though! Like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but it's just, it's just, it's just, it just uh, it's, it's, it's funny, you know, they say you could make whatever plans you want, but, you know... They're their own, exactly, they, they have their own DNA, I mean, you, they got your DNA, but they have their own mind, they got free will, it's called Absolutely. free will. <laughs> Absolutely, she wants to be an artist, I was like, okay, Abo, you be an artist, no problem, while well, I'm crying inside. <laughs> honestly it's it's really good and stuff to hear this um so what would you say then um so, so what would you say then is that um you know you obviously you graduated now you did your degree um what was your first how did it work out for you for the first job were you were you able to get a job straight away and what was the job that you first got when you graduated oh man so okay to, this is this is funny so so it's I, I was so, so f determined to get a job in my field. I want to break the stereotype of, you know, uh, getting a degree um, and, and not be able to, to utilize it. I wanted to break that stereotype, especially when it comes to computer science. So that, that kind of drove me to, I've sent uh, something close to 130 emails and job application in my last year before I graduate, you know, and, and understand like back in those days, it was very very hard to break into this industry you know and once you have done so you had to prove yourself every day you know like as a relatively young software engineer you have to prove yourself every day you know and then but you know Allah took pity on me and helped me realize my dream you know and was able to uh, actually uh, get my job and uh, I actually missed my graduation day because that was my like my first week at work Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have a picture with the whole, you know, throwing the, the you know, the hat and the fancy dress. I don't have those ones, unfortunately. But you know what? It was well <laughs> uh -huh. worth it. You know, absolutely worth it. 100%. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a job in a small little digital agency in, in Holland Park in London. Like I was doing like very um, uh, mundane stuff, like doing newsletters and website updates. It wasn't like fully coding, but, you know, it was still in the industry. So, yes. you know. 
Alhamdulillah. You got your foot, you got your foot in there, which is what you wanted. You were like, I'm gonna get my foot in there, and the hundred and thirty plus applications paid off, mashaAllah. And then <laughs> and then and then where did you go from there? Well, for, from there on, like uh, I managed, I so I continue. So so there is, you know, there there is always a glass ceiling. You know, there is no point, you know, uh, you know, beating around the bush. There is always glass ceiling. You would never, you know, as a black Muslim guy, there is always hard, a level. It's hard, isn't it? Uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. You'll always hit that glass ceiling, and 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 I always, you know, and even throughout my career, I never stayed more than three years at the same place because. You know, two and a half years to three years. If you don't see progress, you know, get the hell you out of there. You move on. You have you move to move on. on. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Go somewhere so. where you're appreciated, not yes. tolerated. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I always gave myself that two and a half years, three years to to move on. So I moved to like um, a a company called uh, Sapient, and they were like a a big big shot digital agency that just uh, you know opened a branch in london and they had a big contract for sky so they were that's where we were involved in building everything sky uh, sky news sky tv guide the sky apps and all that stuff so i was lucky enough to get a job there and uh, I mean, yeah and yes. that's, that's 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 where i cut my teeth actually i learned everything there you know amazing see there you go exactly so literally from one job it led to another better job to yes. where you at now and stuff like that yeah you know what i don't you know i look at some of my friends and, and you know relatives and all that stuff and everybody have their own path to 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 follow but i never understood like i never saw it you know people that you know you like you know not 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 to not to you know undermine their accomplishment but you know, if you stay in a place and you have the same title and the same pay for the last five, six years, I, I just, I, I never comprehended that. Like, I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? You are good. You are, you know, talented. Go out there, you know, take the leap of faith, you know, you, and you will do it. And that's, that's the thing that people need to realize, you know, the grass is greener outside on the other side. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. I personally think the grass is green on the other side. Although I will say not all the time. Sometimes you are taking a risk when you move from one job to another job. It could be that, I don't know, like if you have like an amazing team that you work with and you love them so much and like, I don't know, like, you know, they just basically make your work so much easy and you move somewhere else where you might not have built as much relationships with people from work. It does feel like you said, you are obviously like, it might be that you got more money or whatever, but it, it, it all depends isn't it whatever but i agree with you that you you have to want to better yourself but what i realized with that subject is it's almost like sometimes taboo i think for people sometimes to be like talking about it because they're like actually you know what? i'm happy where i am and i'm like you know what good for you but my issue has been when i've moved jobs quite regularly so i've moved uh, so when i was employed obviously because i'm not employed anymore I'm, i've got my own business um <laughs> but previously to that i used to change roles like every like couple like maybe two years just like you or whatever and move on just so i can get like a higher um position more money like more responsibility you know basically i just wanted more i wanted uh to and to improve myself. yourself you wanted to improve yourself challenge yourself i did right? i did and, and i remember some people like in 
my network would be like, oh, you know what, like, well, you need to stop moving around, like, because, you know, you're just being greedy now. Why don't you just stick somewhere and, like, and I'm like, but that's not me. <laughs> Literally, that's not me. I'm, I'm not the type to just sit in one place and just, it, it's like, I feel like I will reach my limit. I need to move somewhere else. I need to be excited. I need to, like, you know, have more responsibilities. That's just the kind of person I am. Like, I want to better myself. So I understand why some people might not want to move because, A, they're very happy at where they are or it be it could be that they maybe i don't know lack self-confidence or there's an, a, a million number of reasons so the same way that we're, we're surprised it's with them they're surprised at us yes, does that make yes. sense <laughs> <laughs> well i do i do i do get that like i have i have and you know and the fact of the you know i i'm so i'm still in good relationship with people that worked in, in every place that i worked at you know but you know there, there's one of my managers in one of my roles i don't remember which one it was to be honest but one of the things he said one of the things he said to me was like you know you come here to do a job you know getting you know getting along with people that you work with and becoming friends with them is a bonus you know, it's a bonus. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. That's lovely. That, that, that's, that, that is so true. If you get on with them, it's a bonus. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest though, you spend how long at work? Like, I don't know, 40 hours, 35 to 40 hours a week and stuff like that. If you don't get on with those people, like, and I mean literally, I don't mean like get on as in like, um, you just sometimes don't chat or whatever, but I mean like, you know, when you just don't get on or the env environment feels toxic or whatever, that makes your job harder, right? But, but yeah, but if you are getting on alone, okay, you don't have to be best friends with them, but you get on well, they're respectful, you know, like they do, yeah, to do your job or whatever, yeah, they're not, what's it called, there's no blame culture, it's a nice environment and stuff, I'm, I'm okay with that, we don't have to be best friends, I'm okay with that, but if I'm at a toxic workplace, I tell you what, I am not staying there, <laughs> I've learned my lesson long time ago, <laughs> it's not worth it for your mental health. Absolutely, you're right. It doesn't matter, you know, what you get, but uh, you, you're absolutely right. Yes. Exactly. It has to be a balance, you know, like work with people in a good environment. It's uh, even though it's my dream, um, even though it's my dream career, you know, but I'm always looking at, at, at the next job, you know, whenever I feel comfortable, that's when I start looking for new jobs, which is weird, you know, I know it's, it's really weird, but whenever I feel very comfortable and settled, that's when I, I go to LinkedIn and try to find another job. Yes, exactly. because you know, what is, in your mind, you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm bored now. You don't like being bored, do you? <laughs> no, it's too easy. You'd be like, no, I need to get out of here. Exactly, exactly. No, I'm with you. I'm, I, you're preaching to the choir. I am with you. <laughs> so anyone that's listening, there's, if you are happy in your workplace and you don't want to move, that's cool. We're not saying anything bad about that. And if you want to better yourself and you want to move everything, like do take the risk you, until you basically um, do it, you won't, you won't know. <laughs> uh, that's the, the way I always say it. You don't know what's out there until you actually try it. And at least the only difference is from when you started to now if it doesn't go well for you at least you're not starting from zero now you're starting with experience so you know you can always move on absolutely and you know what even even if it doesn't go well for you you know you should you could look at things different ways you know even if you don't do well that, that just helps you helps 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 you know thicken your skin helps your makes you uh, mentally stronger and it helps you you know in your next job that you get to do better because you know how it feels like not to do so well right 
exactly and personally i don't i don't know if you agree with this as well but but personally like i don't know you know people talk about a lot about failure and stuff like that i remember obviously as a youngster i used to always like you know when i was in school i remember they'd be like oh if my god if you fail your exam that is it it's like the end of the world blah 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 and then you so, so they from a young age they make you hate the word failure so going into my professional life, I remember I used to hate that word, like I used to hate the word failure and I used to hate the word like if I if I didn't know an answer or whatever, I was one of those people that beat myself up until like keep looking for the answer until I know it. And I even struggled, I used to struggle for like asking for help, like to say, oh, I'm struggling because I'm like, no, I can do this, I can do this because I didn't want to be seen as weak and stuff. And then um, what? as obviously I got more prominent into HR I remember like I started going to like to see a coach and stuff and obviously just to help me out with be like a better version of myself and I remember the coach said to me there's nothing wrong with failure uh, why do you have an issue with failure like what are you scared about and I remember thinking saying oh well you know if, 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 if I if, if I seem like I'm failing I don't like that word because it means it's the end of my life and then they were like no and the coach said to me and I would never forget that she said it's either you win or you learn. Don't see failure as failure. See it as either learning experience yes. or winning. And that's when my mindset just changed. Absolutely. Well, you know what? Well, like, that's, that's, that's amazing. I think the only thing that I would add into that was, uh, the only thing I would add into that is, you know, if you're going to fail, just, you know, fail past, don't dwell on it and move on. That's, that's the only yes. thing that you need to do. You know, just fail fast. If you're going to fail, just fail fast. And just, mm -hmm. you know, strike out and just move, move on, you know, just move on. Exactly. Don't beat yourself up thinking, oh, you know, because I, I am so with you, Muhammad. And I think that's beautifully said. Move on, move on next. Don't waste time. <laughs> I agree. I agree. No, thank you for that. Um, so what would you say then is um, obviously like, you know, when you're obviously having your whole career and you're going through all these um roles and stuff what would you say like when you were in terms of advice what would you say is one of the worst advice you've ever go were, were given oh my goodness i think the worst advice that and people and people till today say it all the time which is follow your passion i think that's a terrible advice like that's so awful you know people that say follow your passion are rich people seriously yeah. like <laughs> you, you, like you, that's a terrible advice you should follow what you're good at Follow what you're good at and the passion will come afterwards. You know, nothing comes close to grit and hard work. You know, just, you know, just, just follow, 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 follow what you're good at. Just focus on what you're good at. Focus on what will make you better and focus what will, you know, benefit you. You know, I, like, I don't care if your passion is to, you know, go, you know, do whatever other career that you want to do. If you are good at one thing, focus on that and use that as a stepping stone and a ladder. If you want to switch again to whatever, you know, passion you want, or maybe that will become your passion eventually, you know. And, and that's the main thing that people, we have to be realistic, you know, this whole, uh, you know, follow your passion and, and, you know, everything is rosy. That's not true, you know. It's, 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 it's cold out there, you know. It's hard out there, you know. It's, it's <laughs> follow, it's follow what you good at, you know. <laughs> No, it, no, it's tough, and I think I, 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 it resonates what you're saying. It's true. So basically, it could be that you're fantastic at X, and you've got these uh, passion or whatever. No one's telling you not to do passion at all and stuff like that. But, but do what you're good at, and then the passion will come. Make it sustainable, so at least then you move on and do your passion full time. I think that's 
that's a really good advice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, this is the thing. You know, if you look, you should look at you know at secondary ways, you know, and different ways that you could reach your passion. You know, like for example, even if you look at like if you look at prominent people, if you look at yeah, like Elon Musk, for example, like Elon Musk, his his passion was not to to make the best electric car. His passion was how I could make this world better, and you know how could I make this world, uh, you know, be, be uh, less reliable on on you know fossil fo- uh, fossil fuel and be able to uh, move away from you know pollution and all that stuff. And the only way he could do that was by uh, you know uh, investing into uh, Tesla and be able to uh, you know make Tesla what it is today. And by investing to Tesla, he managed to build the Giga factory, which is the biggest factory that does electric battery that everybody else uses in different things. So, you know, yes. he, so he did what he's good at, which, which was, you know, software engineering and or whatever business and, you know, be able to do that complicated, you know, uh, autonomous driving and, 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 and to, to be able to reach his passion, which was to make the world a better place, you know. So it's, it's, it's exactly. a good way to look at it. No, I, and I agree. It's it's Elon Musk. Musk basically, he he followed his why, why he's doing what he's doing, right? He he followed what it is. He actually went and solved the problem. That's what he did. He solved the problem. He had a mission to save the world, to make it a better place, and then from there on, basically, one thing led to another. Absolutely, and he didn't need the money. You know, this guy like he he was already had like loads of money from PayPal. He the guy was from PayPal, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's what it is. So so if you hear follow your passion, ask the person who's telling you follow your passion how much <laughs> how much they how have in the bank account, exactly. how much you earn. <laughs> they are millionaires. <laughs> They're millionaires, exactly. No, I agree with that. I think that is really it's it's not the best advice. Follow I mean, do your passion, there's nothing wrong with that, but don't follow your passion full on into the point where you think, Oh actually, you know, I'm just gonna follow my passion. Um it's it, it, it's more to that or whatever. Yeah, your passion will con- will you can do your work and your passion together at the same time there's this thing that i read and i and this is what i do as well so you do nine to five you do your work or your business or whatever it is that you're doing and then they said five till 11 or five till midnight you work on your um what's it called your passion projects well it's actually you know what i heard something similar a little bit different they say nine to five you do your job and then five to five to eleven that's when the fun starts that's when you do the real job (laughs) that's that's when you do like all the cool stuff that you get to do and that could not be true especially in my career for for and my industry as software engineer you know that's that's that could not be true uh, which is you finish your work and you come back home you know do do your you know you do your bits with the kids and everything everybody goes to sleep and that's when you know when the computer when the laptop comes on that's when you start doing all the cool stuff, you know, you get to learn, you do new programming language, that's how you better yourself, do a little small... Skilling yourself, you know, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it, yes. It, yeah, I'm with you, exactly. So yeah, do you, you, can, you can have a passion project and your work and like basically think of your world domination plans if that's what you want to do. I mean, this is, I mean, right now, me talking to you like the way we are now, this is my passion project. I absolutely love talking to people. I love sharing stories. Um, it, it, it's my thing and stuff like that. And like I said, obviously, when it's work time, it's work time. When it's me being a mum time, is a mummy time. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the time is basically doing the projects that I want to do. And then I think like it's just about managing your time. And you know what? I think, uh, you know what? 
uh, you're gonna have to excuse me, but I want to plug in the Somali Computer Society because that's something I'm really passionate about. And, go and, do it! Yeah, <laughs> tell us about your passion project because you started that. This is the time. Go and, ahead. And, and, yes, and so so that's one of my passions. It's like once it's, it's you know what they say. It's like if you you know send the lift back down. You know, if you if you manage to make it and you know help people and Send manage the to lift get down, yes, exactly. Yes. Let us climb, let us climb to that second or third floor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and 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 you know, the Somali Computer Society was something I'm very very passionate about. You know, I looked around, you know, and I remember back, you know, back in the days when I was a student, you know, there was nothing out there. You know, there is there is stuff that will help. Uh, people that not like us, yes. <laughs> Somalis, you know, from our background or even people back at home or even in the UK, there's nothing, nobody will actually prepare you and be able to, to help you and push you over, uh, push you on to, to be able to uh, better yourself or, you know, I finished my degree, what should I do? That's, that's another, you know, uh, uh, a, a complex question, you know, because people will be like, okay, I finished my degree, what should I do next? You know, I should look for a job, okay, they will send three, four, you know, job applications or, you know, they will go into two, three interviews and then, you know, reality will hit and then you will, they will need to work, they will find something else and then it becomes, you know, it becomes like an endless cycle of, of, of yes. it's, not, it's, it's not profitable and it's not helpful. So that's why I wanted to do the Somali Computing Society as, as a society that will bring uh, uh, Somalis together and be able for them to come across it, to come to the board. Uh, we have a platform there and we'll be able to give people tuitions, uh, tutors. We have even like people teaching, you know, uh, software engineering in Somalia, which was amazing. I never, I never, like that's something that I never seen before and, and was new to me. I never knew that, like, it's very hard to explain complex software engineering uh, methodologies in Somalia and people do it and they have their online, YouTube channels. However, it's very fragmented across across the web, you know, and the Somali Computing Society was a place to bring everybody together, you know, and people be able to come there and you find, you know, your peers, you'll find everybody that will, uh, you know, same position as you are, or, or, or even you'll find this network of uh, specialized people that do software engineering or do anything to do with computing. And then you'll be able to, if you find, if you want a job in some certain industry, you'll be able to look into computing society members, find somebody there in the same industry, be able to give you help with interviews or what you need to do to get a job there, or maybe even find your job, you know? Wow, exactly. Like networking, exactly. Use your network to basically get to what you need, where you need to be. And that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful mission. It's an uplifting platform that you started and you're sharing stories on your podcast, aren't you? Yes. So, so, so the podcast and it's called podcast of Somali. I'm, I'm reclaiming the the B. So it's a B double O D K S T podcast. I'm reclaiming. No, you it. claim it. Go ahead. Yes, reclaiming it. So the podcast we do like uh, bi-weekly episodes where we, you know, talk about different competing topics and be able to tell people. What is that topic? What is it about? Uh, what do you need to do to get into that career? What kind of jobs are there? And we get some guests, people that are into that industry and be able to help, you know, folks get into the industry. And that's only part of the Somali Computing Society. Our mission is actually a lot bigger than that. What we're planning to do is to actually start, uh, talk, and we already started talking to uh, universities back in, uh, in Somalia. Uh, Somalia, uh, and I'm talking about like, you know, 
not politically or geopolitically. I'm talking anybody of Somali Kohadla anywhere in Somalia. Absolutely. Inclusive. Inclusivity. Yes, exactly. If you speak of Somali, you're there. Yes, got it. Yes, absolutely. So we started to speak to some of these universities and uh, in in two different ways. So one way was uh, send us your students. We'll be able to give them some uh, advice and bridge the gap to employment. And the other part was show us your syllabus. What you teaching those students? Are you teaching them stuff from... 1981 are you teaching them stuff that will help them so we're trying to influence that syllabus as well and that's the only way you'll be able to to you know raise the it standards and raise the technology standards in our community you know exactly and that is and and i'm with you that is the only way you and like you said you you're trying to better the um somali students back home so they can be like in line with the rest of the other countries and stuff right and the talent out there and that's i think that's a beautiful why you've got a beautiful why and you've got a fantastic mission and uh, inshallah i wish you complete success and yes um and, and what's it called what is the website to somali um computer society share it now and what I'll do is on the day I will actually put it onto the post as well. Absolutely. So it's it's computing.so. Very nice. Uh-huh. Computing.so. Excellent. Okay, I'm gonna share that in the link and yeah. stuff. So I'll send yeah. you all the links and for the podcast and the website as well. Fantastic. Yes, do that and I'll definitely put it in the episode. So yes, listeners, please do check this out. It'll be amazing and especially if you are thinking of going into IT or like any of those um tech careers. So is it one is it one of those kind of places just to check with you that someone like me, let's say I want to get into IT or like I don't know, become a software engineer, you can literally help me transform and like, you know, you'll tell me what is that actually need to basically be at this role and stuff. Or would you give me the training or would you forward me to a training or would you guys do the, help me do the training at the moment we we only like three um, i think we are four people at the moment so we don't really do the training at the moment but what we have mm-hmm. is we have uh, in the somali computer society there is chapters so there is chapter for uh, software engineering chapter for cyber security chapter for business analysts so when you join the somali computer society you go and join a chapter and each chapter will have members that are in that chapter and that's how you be able to get uh, to get information as well, not just network. So those members could help you, um, uh, you know, f- tell you about YouTube tutorials or online tutorials to be able to do or what you need to study to be able to get into it. It's never too late to get into IT. Absolutely, you know, you should you should look at it hundred percent. Samira, I'm hundred percent sure you'll do it amazing in IT. Oh, thank you. No, absolutely. If I need a second career, I know I will definitely pick IT. You know why? Because I just love the idea of building and, you know, it's really cool. Yeah, I really, really do. So I know where to come to advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. Um, so how do you keep motivated? In your busy life, in your busy life, being a father, being, uh, what's it called, managing people at your current role, and uh, what's it called, just generally, and, and obviously having this passion project that you've got going on as well. How is it that you keep motivated? What keeps you going? Well, you know, it's, 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 it's utter obsession. I'm, I'm a very obsessive person. And, and that's, that's pretty much me. I'm a very, very obsessive person. If I start something, I'm stuck with it. And that's, uh, it's kind of bad habit because, you know, you could apply it to chocolate. If I like Kit Kat, I'm obsessed with Kit Kat. <laughs> I'm, a very, I'm a very, very obsessive person. And, and programming is one thing that I love doing. And 
it's something that I'm really good at and something that I always, you know, keep doing it, you know. And, you know, even in a young age, you know, I never used to go and play outside like the other kids, you know. It was more about, you know, geeking out and trying to, you know, break down my toys, taking out that little small engine in the car and hook batteries to it and try to make another toy. Or, you know, when I was at uni, you know, I used to finish my assignment and then do three, four assignments, you know, just online, just to be able to do more programming. It's just something that I really, really like doing you know something i'm really good at and i want to continue doing it you know so even back in the days when the internet was first started and everybody was you know on on, on those websites you know like somalinet or paltalk and all that stuff is that was... the somali forum i remember those yes, days yeah <laughs> yes and, and somali online big shout out you know somali online was one of the nicest forums back there uh, for me was uh, it's not about chatting on those forums it's about how how does those forums work you know, so, so that my thinking was how 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 is it that I'm typing something here and somebody across the world could read it? How does wow. it work? So that was that was all I was. That's how you about. were thinking exactly. While the rest of us are chit chatting and going, "Hey, how are you? I'm from London. Where are you from?" You're literally analyzing the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was like, "How is it working? I need to make one of my own, right?" So, and that's 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 what keeps you motivated. You know, it's it's always learn something new. That's that's the main thing. You know, and my family, you know, my family, my daughters, my wife, you know, they keep me motivated and grounded as well, you know. So they always come up with ideas as well. <laughs> That's lovely. Exactly. Teamwork. Family teamwork. teamwork. Absolutely. Team That's drama. That's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> oh, mashallah. The lovely family. And, and and how what else do, what do you think that some are some of your daily positive habits routine um some self-care stuff that you can do obviously you told us that you're obsessive we understand that obviously you're obsessed about success and bettering yourself um what are your daily positive routines oh uh, so i, I how do you relax how do you relax after such like full-on days <laughs> I, 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 I listen to a lot of podcasts and I mean a lot of podcasts. It used to be books, but then I, I, the time, the time kept, kept on shrinking. The time that I have to read a book kept on shrinking and shrinking. And podcasts is, mm-hmm. is podcasts are lovely medium. So I subscribe to loads of podcasts and that's why I listen to most of the time, you know, and I read a lot online as well. So mostly like research papers, you know, in the industry, one of the, what is these people are doing? Like, try to read, you know, and this is something I would, uh, you know, to, it's advice to everybody else was, you know, don't don't read about the, what's happening right now in the industry. You should read about what's about to happen. And you could only find that in academic research papers. So try to go to like ResearchGate or some of those academic papers and try to find out what's going to happen. And that's that's what you should look at, you know. I agree with you. Academic research paper is the way forward. I mean, you'll find that so many predictions. Um, like just a quick example. Like I remember, like ten years ago, when I was um working for a company, we um we, I went on to this workshop and it was called the future of work and how things will change and stuff like that in ten years time. Okay, so a decade ago, and one of the things that they said was that basically co-working spaces are gonna be a, a thing and uh, yes co-working spaces are going to be a thing people are going to be able to work from anywhere they want to remote work policies and imagine as a 10 years ago hearing all of this i remember thinking wow this is so amazing and stuff like that and like literally i went to that workshop and then it just went out of my brain like i didn't like do nothing about it and stuff like that and then obviously uh, 
obviously since then what happened we've had um what's it called we work so if i had been business minded 10 years ago i could have been like right let me see what i can be bringing up and stuff but it's not <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, it's spilled milk. Don't look at it. It's okay. It's finished. <laughs> I know, I know. It passed or whatever. But I just had to mention that because it, it's so true about academic research papers and going to those works. I remember thinking future of work 10 years ago. I was even thinking, I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's very interesting. And literally, I just continued with my usual. <laughs> uh, so, so, no, so I'm with you. I, I agree with you. Look into academic research papers and look into what are the future trends. That's a great way to think about it. Thank you. And then, and then, so you literally read podcast. You look at, you listen to podcasts, and you love reading. And so, so to relax, what do you do to relax? Do you like watching movie when you have to relax when you're not reading or like listening to podcasts? Like, do you like to read? Do you like to go out for a walk? Do you like to exercise? Yeah, how, well, how- I, I picked up boxing in the last two years, and I'm terrible at it. But it helps me. It helps. It helps calms me down. And I'm trying to break the whole stereotype of a nerd and a geek. So I thought, let me do something manly and macho. So I, I was like, <laughs> let me let me pick up boxing. I'm terrible at it, but it, it does help me calm down. Airs out some of my frustrations. So it does help a lot, you know. Uh, and then I read a lot of comic books as well. I still read some of my comic books. So exactly, yeah. but I love comic books too. They're they're fabulous. But you know, I, I had to. I love them, Hammond. It's because you said you said I had to break the stereotypes. It's awful, isn't it? Like you know the way that they expect men to to be a certain macho thing. You don't need to be like that. You do you. Remember, no one's opinions defines you. <laughs> if I if I tell you this, I did not get into a fight since I was like eleven years old. <laughs> I, I I never seen the need to <laughs> Yeah, because you're a peaceful person. You're too busy being. You're too busy focusing on your future and your calculating stuff. You don't have time for drama. Uh, I like that. That's how I want my life to be. Actually, that is how my life is working as well. So I don't have Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Facebook. I don't have any of that stuff. So that helps me. Helps calms me down as well. Because I've in three words. Oh man, it's. I'd say, you know, uh, trained extrovert, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. obsessive, and a uh, happy person, you know. Exactly, those are fantastic words, exactly. Trained, I like trained extrovert. Do you want to tell our audience what you mean by trained extrovert? Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's something that you have to do to be able to fit into the world, which is you have to be extrovert, you be able to talk to people. You know, doing this podcast with you or my own podcast is... is it's quite hard for me to be honest it's not it's not something that comes naturally and you know you have to train yourself to succeed in your life especially in a professional way to you know how you present yourself how you talk to people you have to be social to a certain degree you know and that's why early on i said you know you know getting along with people you work with is a bonus which is you know not really a bonus but you know just you go do your job and that's that's the whole point of you know an introvert person wouldn't wouldn't look at it that way However, they will need to, uh, you know, get along with people. And that's why they train themselves. There's ways to train yourself to be extrovert, you know, be able to put yourself in positions like doing this podcast or doing my own podcast. That's like a training for me, you know, to how I could better myself and become a little bit more social and be able to talk to people, you know. So that's that's what trained extrovert is. Fantastic. So anybody who's listening, pay attention. You can be an introvert and a trained extrovert as well. I really like that. And what would you say is um, like, you know, obviously, what would you say is obviously out of all the stuff that you told me today about your career, mashallah, um, what would you say is your greatest achievement? 
I'm going to go with my family because, you know, that's that's like without them, it's, uh, you know, without them, none of that stuff would make sense. So I think it's the greatest achievement of me is, you know, to be able to have and be blessed with, uh, you know, with the family that I have, you know, and also the Somali Computing Society. See, I see the Somali Computing Society right after my family. That's how dear it is to me. <laughs> that's wonderful no that's really wonderful it, it's, it's the things that are important to you and your life and i think like uh, i agree with you family priceless was it called uplifting people priceless those are fantastic um achievements thank you for sharing that and what would you say is um on a, when you when you've come like obviously like we talked about the fact that you're obviously peaceful um even though you know um what's it called you, you said that you do boxing and you've never fought you had a fight since you were terrible at it as well i have to say that i'm terrible at boxing like, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is how do you overcome challenges in you that you've had in your career so how, how do you overcome challenges you know, it's 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 it, it was hard. I'm gonna be honest with you, and it's a bit of a sensitive topic for me because I I worked in a places where you know I've seen racism racism firsthand. I've seen you know stereotyping and undermining quite openly as well. Right, I, just the fact that you are a young black guy and a Muslim and African automatically makes people you know straight away you know you know perceive you in a certain way and judge you in the same certain way. You know, at some point I worked as one of two black guys in about, you know, 1,500 workflow, workforce, you know, a company of 1,500, forget about Somali or Muslim, you know, it's just, you know, we're talking about just black people, you know, it was yes. only me and another guy, he did some network engineering, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's there, you know, and, it, and it's still, and it will always be a struggle, you know, to prove yourself on daily basis, you know, you have to, you have to, every day you go to work, it's, it's a battle, it's a fight, you have to do it, you know, and the only way you could overcome difficulties is to, you know, you have to work, you have to do 120%, you know, doing it, doing 100%, doing your job good and doing it perfectly is not good enough, you know, that's what you get paid to do. You're supposed to do your job 100%. You're supposed to do it perfectly. But anything that you do, or, uh, you know, above that, you know, you work 110%, 120%, you know, that's the sweet spot, you know. That's how you get more responsibility. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to succeed, you know. Because nobody will give you more responsibility if you don't prove that you could handle more responsibility. And the only way you could do it is to work harder, to do more, you know, it's expected for you to do 100%. You know, I get a lot of people that say, you know, I'm very devout to my job, I do 100%. It's like, that's how you, that's what you get paid to do. You know, that's not how you're going to grow, you know, that's not how you're going to get that promotion. You're not going to get the promotion because you come nine to five on the dot and, you know, you do your job perfect and you don't do any mistakes. You know, that's expected yes. from you. That's expected from you. That's like the, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> it's like the bare minimum you know you're not going to get promotion from that you know so the the only way to overcome challenges is to prove yourself by working harder than everybody else you know you're fighting with yourself you're fighting with everybody you know it's it's a constant you know fight and you have to you have to work hard and that's how you come against that's how you overcome racism you know because you know a racist person or a person that's stereotyping you or person that undermining you you know you don't give them the opportunity you know if you do your job 120%, you do more than your job, you are perfect at your job, even more than perfect than your job, 
you just rendered any points they have against you moot you know it doesn't nobody will listen to anybody that says anything bad about you or racist to you people will be like are you crazy this guy is a superstar <laughs> you know that's the only way you'll be able to overcome challenges just work hard don't don't just sit there and wallow about it and say people are racist to me you know just prove them wrong you know just work harder you know you know you won't be able to change them but you'll be able to affect a positive change of you know uh, by, by, by challenging yourself and showing everybody that you know what you might be racist to me because I'm a black person or a Muslim person but you know what I'm better than you I do no, better I, jobs no, than I, you I, yeah no I, I heard I, I, I hear you I hear you especially on the subject of racism obviously like it, it, when it happens it does cause trauma it does it, it's, it is a big challenge like you said as a black man or as a black woman or somebody from an ethnic minority you are kind of what's it called constantly having to prove yourself because some, unfortunately in a professional work environment um i would love to say it doesn't happen but sometimes you're not looked at the same as somebody else or whatever so Absolutely. the glass right? ceiling exists people need to realize the glass ceiling exists and we've got the concrete uh, the concrete ceiling as well you know it's literally <laughs> if you get it in the glass you also have the concrete ceiling it's like there's so many barriers or whatever but i really loved how you said about at the end of the day when you are in a work environment you're there to deliver and like you're all you're and obviously for yourself the way that you obviously by you working hard making sure that obviously like and if anybody has doubts about you is proving them wrong that you actually i am here to do an amazing job and you know what i'm not even just doing my 100 percent of a job but i'm actually over delivering you're over delivering but in a way i feel like i don't know don't you feel like a bit like i don't know it, it, it's sometimes it's not fair like it's it, it's the fact that you're doing your job 100 percent or whatever yeah but like you said to be even seen or be be seen you have to over like do it over 120 and over 130 percent and then when you're working so hard and those kind of things and okay maybe i'm speaking from experience or whatever but i remember when i've done that in the past um it caused me to have a burnout as well <laughs> but you know what if you if you you know it it, it, it you know it's, it's full on it depends, it's, it's, it depends it's tiring on, it, it's it depends tiring. if you're seeing if you're seeing if you're seeing the fruits of your hard labor if you're seeing the fruits of it then yeah i will deal with the burnout if not seeing the fruits <laughs> if i'm not seeing the fruits of the hard labor of it i'm gonna go find a new job it's, it just comes down to that, you know, it's, yes. you know what, burnout, yes, there is burnout, yes, it's hard, but like I told you, it's cold out there, it's tough out there, you know, we have to do what we have to do, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, I'm with you, Walala. I'm with you. It's about basically the long term and stuff. And I like the last bit where you said as well, if if you can't basically, um, to anyone who's listening, if you are in an environment where you are not basically um, being treated with respect, you did everything that you can to solve the problem, but your workplace, for whatever reason, is not treating you with respect, that you are, you're being racially abused or any, what's it called, um, the sexism, you name it or whatever, remember, you don't have have to stay there and take that abuse you give yourself a permission to move on and find an environment where you can thrive uh, because sometimes i feel i find it like you know we overthink it and we think actually no i might not find a better job or whatever and it's better that i stay where i know but no if you are in a toxic work environment do yourself a favor and move on to something better 
inshallah and you will get that it's, it's worth it. long long term you're not there to take abuse you're there to do a good job and be appreciated if you're not if that's not happening and, and your workplace is causing you mental stress consistently and you know you're fighting abuse mm -mm, don't just move on that's something that i wish i was told long time ago because i remember taking staying in places where i shouldn't have stayed for as long as i did but you do because you think oh actually you know what maybe it'll be better tomorrow no it won't be so just i just wanted to end it in that note where I say actually give yourself permission <laughs> no you're absolutely right I'm, I'm with you 100% I mean yeah and what advice would you give with all your experience all the things that you've seen um what advice would you give to your younger self or to anyone listening in in about life about the workplace what would you like to leave with us <laughs> well for my younger self I would say buy bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> past us. Can we still buy bitcoins and make money now? Uh, I mean, you can. So it depends. Well, like, it depends if you want to roll the dice. It's kind of that you could ride the second wave, but you know, but it's for, a gamble. for yeah. yeah, but for people that you know that, that that starting their career now, I would tell them, you know, you know, just just grit. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, talent, talent, talent does not matter. Being good at anything does not matter. What matters is the grit is how hard are you willing, you know, what are you willing to put into it? You have to look at yourself, sit down in a room by yourself, and you have to think how hard, what you want to put into it, what what you're going to put into it to succeed. You know, what, what is it? What is it you're going to put into it? You're going to put 120% or you're going to put 100%? And that comes down to university, work, whatever you want to do. You have to, you have to be honest with yourself and see if I want to reach that level, what do I need to do and what, how much I need to put into it, you know, and also do a, do a three years plan. I know it's, it's something fluffy and people say all the time, but, you know, honestly, do a three years plan, you know, and try to say in three years, this is what I'm going to reach, you know, do it, do it methodically, systematically and be able to, you know, in a way that you'll be able to track it. Don't do it as a, as a blog post, you know, just focus on it and try to, I think everybody need, they, they need to just sit in a room, younger people, you know, and then just try to evaluate themselves and say, this is where I need to go. And to go there, this is what I need to do. Do I have the grit and the hard work and the, and, you know, and the resilience and the perseverance to reach there, you know, and, and that's the part that they need, that, that, that crucial conversation they need to have with themselves, you know, you need to be able to give it your all, 100%, because the odds are stacked against you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The odds are stacked against you till tomorrow. You know, mm -hmm. this is this stuff is not going to come easy. It's you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to do a lot of sacrifices, you know. Absolutely. And I think you summarized it amazingly at the end where you just said, actually, the odds are going to be most likely against you. So make sure that you have your grit and resilience and hard work ready. You can't you can't just basically rely on talent. That's the beautiful summary. Excellent advice. Thank you for that. So this is the part now where you um, want to leave us with any last words or like you said, um, I mean, Remind us that you on social. Where can people follow you on? Just on LinkedIn, or do you podcast. have another? I have I have a podcast. They should follow me on the podcast, or they should join the Somali Computing Society, or they are very welcome to add me as a connection to LinkedIn. I never refuse anybody. I accept everybody. I have so many follow, so many people on as a connections. A lot of them don't talk to me, but hey, 
exactly so if you connect with um, Mohammed make sure you drop him a message and say I heard your story on LinkedIn let's get I'm sorry on the on the Somali professional podcast let's connect <laughs> yes and I'm, and I'm here for you guys like whatever I could do you know you know whatever the little bit that Allah gave me you know of a knowledge or anything I'm happy to share it and help anybody that needs any help you know Fantastic. No, it's really wonderful to have you on our show, Mohammed. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. And inshallah, I look forward to us to have a part two. Inshallah. And I wish you all the best in your in your podcast and your in your in your business and everything, inshallah. May Allah makes it put barakah in everything you do. Ameen, ameen. I love that dua. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much for your support. Um, we just want to continuously, always, always good to have gratitude. We are very grateful for all the support that you guys have been giving us. Um, please make sure that you continuously email us and let us know what you think. And if there's anything that resonated with you today about Muhammad's story, um, email us at Somali professional podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to your messages. So join us again next week. Thank you. Dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Somali professional podcast with your host, Samira Ali. Join us again next week for another wonderful, inspirational story.